millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Quarter to Corner Wrestling Radio. C2C Radio is live right now at c2cradioshow.com and over at podbean.com as well. Good to hear from everybody. My name is Stan Grubb, and of course, my co-host, Brian Taylor, will be here momentarily. Rob will be joining us here in a moment. We've got lots to cover, lots to talk about, and uh, as always, in the world of professional wrestling, no shortage of... Yeah, no shortage of drama. Gosh, every every time we turn around, it seems like somebody else is mad. Somebody else is upset in the world of pro wrestling. Somebody else wants to be released. Somebody else wants to be given a raise. I mean, how MJF wanted a raise. He got his, though. So I guess we'll see. Just uh, looking through the different headlines, we got uh, Dynamite coming up tomorrow live from our neck of the woods on the East Coast here from D.C., Rampage, and then Battle of the Belts. I think it's Battle of the Belts 4. 
it should be interesting to see how these these cards unfold and see what we what we can find out next. We got Samoa Joe scheduled to defend the TV title. I believe it's on Friday. Uh, Wardlow is defending the TNT title tomorrow against Brian Cage. So that that will be interesting. I don't know what we're really going to make of all of that, right? So Brian Cage hasn't really been on AEW television in some time. It was on Ring of Honor. Um, let's see here. Last time he was on Ring of Honor, I want to say it was Supercard of Honor, when he seemingly joined Shane Taylor Enterprises by way of... Not Shane Taylor Enterprises, excuse me, Tully Blanchard Enterprises, and then getting transferred over to uh, the embassy with uh, Prince Nana. So I don't really know what's going to happen with that. Um, a lot of people saying there was no build, but of course this was built as an open challenge. That there in and of itself is a build. Not sure how you come up with <laughs> the, the no build part. Um and again, waiting on Brian and uh, Rob here. They'll be joining us here shortly. Um, but we'll just keep it moving until they hop into the uh, the old Collins slot. Um, let's take a look here at some of the news. Of course, last week we found out about the untimely passing of Antonio Inoki, professional wrestling legend, MMA legend, Japanese legend overall, just a, a gentleman who was able to use his ability within the professional wrestling arena to translate into a bigger role as just a, a good man and a person who was able to accomplish a great many things responsible for influencing more talents than we'll ever be able to count. Um, and that stretches all the way from, you know, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, all the way out to today with Okada, Kenny Omega, you name it. There's a lot of people out there that are experiencing these these things, are experiencing that influence from from Inoki. So it's it's a loss for sure. He was 79 years old. Wow. I tell you what, at 79 years old, if I can have that kind of impact on, a, on an industry or a legacy left behind me, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be okay with that. Let's uh, take a, a quick look at uh, his career as far as highlights. I wanted to just pull this up. <clears throat> as far as political career, he was the head of counselors from 1989 to 1995. He was again head of counselors from 2013 to 2019. As I was saying just a moment ago, it's a person that had a pretty active role there. And let's take a look here. Oh, Vern Wagner. Nobody cares about this guy. He is the absolute worst. Von freaking Wagner is going to compete for the North America title. Why would anybody care about this guy? It's like literally watching white paint dry on a white wall. Ugh. Anyway, back to Inoki. Let's see here. Okay. So just out of, out of uh, you know, respect for the man, looking at, at some of his accomplishments, he uh, won the MSG Tag League with Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan twice, Tatsuna Tatsumi Fujinami, 
in 84, and then the six-man tag team cup with Ricky Choshu and Katanero Hoshino. Um, he has won the World Wrestling Worldwide Wrestling Federation Championship once, even though WWF did not recognize it as an actual title change. They mentioned this in WWE commentary, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, no way would Vince have ever mentioned that, in my opinion. All right, so just looking at some of the other, of course, he was inducted into the Cauliflower Alley Club with the Lou Thez Award in 2004. He was a member of the 2021 International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, looking at his other accomplishments, WWE's Hall of Fame, Lifetime Achievement Award, Stanley Weston Award for PWI, number five in the PWI 500 of uh, best <laughs> right number five of the 500 best singles wrestlers of the PWI years in 2003. I, I assume that means like the after mag years. That's interesting. I've never seen it worded that way, but uh, inducted it into the hall of fame at WCW in 1995. Again, a, a very seldom talked about thing, a WCW hall of fame. clearing everything up here. Brian, this will be here shortly. There he is. What's up, Brian? Can you hear me? I do. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? I was just kind of talking about Antonio Inoki and uh, his untimely passing and just some of his accomplishments. Um, I pulled up his Wikipedia, and uh, it's kind of ridiculous. He, uh... He's done more in his in his lengthy career than I think people could do like in two lifetimes. Just looking at some of the people he's responsible for training, um, some of his recognition, uh, and then of course there's the the fact of his being able to, you know, transition from wrestling to politics twice. Mm. Wasn't he the owner? Didn't he run a company too? Uh, yes, he was. Let's take a look here. All Japan? So, did you all Japan? I believe he did run All Japan. I'm actually looking that up right now. He ran a promotion in 2007 called the Inoki Genome Federation. Um, it was, but I want to say it was before that. You know, it's so weird. Um, I This is one of the reasons I don't like... Uh, don't like Wikipedia because it's okay. So he founded New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1972. Geez, I feel stupid for not even mentioning that. So he he is actually the one that founded New Japan. Oh, okay. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. Well, who's all Japan? Uh, Muda, I thought was all Japan. Let me just look that up rather than guessing. Who started all Japan? Either Muda or Gato. Who started All Japan Pro Wrestling? No, that's New Japan. Who started All Japan? Giant Baba. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. I don't so think I was, Roger's dumb. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... So yeah, that was kind of the, the, the bigger 
thing that I that I mentioned. Like I said, I was just kind of going over some of his, his accomplishments. I don't really have a ton of specific memories about Antonio Inoki. I mean, I know that his presence was felt literally all over professional wrestling, but there's not a specific like match or moment that I remember outside of seeing the footage of people literally lining up by the hundreds to get smacked by him when he when he officially retired. That's really the the thing that I remember the most. And I mean, I never really got a chance to see his work until after he was long since retired. Is there anything that stands out to you? Uh, no, uh, other than um, was it was it Anoki? I mean, again, I, I I know the name. I know the legend. Um, I can't really say if I'm familiar with matches. Um, uh, what is it? I think it was him, though, that some guy, uh, with him, some guy started to like no sell on him and then he just beat the tar on him. So there's the, the infamous shoot incident that, uh, I was just actually reading about that. Let me pull this, pull this up so I can kind of run through it. Um, I had. All Japan and New Japan's history pulled up. All right. <clears throat> so on December 8th, 1977, Inoki was involved in a match against former strongman turned professional wrestler Antonio uh, Barikovich. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that properly. Better known as the Great Antonio. The Great Antonio inexplicably began no-selling Inoki's attacks and then stiffing Inoki. Inoki responded by shooting on him, knocking him down with palm strikes and kicks, and then stomping his head repeatedly as he lay on the mat before the match was finally stopped. Yeah, then I think he subsequently retired. Uh, yeah, I think the the Great Antonio was only great for a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, get your head stomped in by uh, Inoki and then just walk away from it. I think that kind of leaves a a scar. Yeah, that probably was not a right idea. There, there's people in this world that, that you just know not to screw with. Clean Eastwood, Muhammad Ali, Antonio Inoki. Clint. You know, these are people that legitimately could kill you. No, not Clint. Haven't you seen some of his later works? He's all sentimental and stuff. Well, I mean, you, you think they can't always be dirty, hairy. I mean, eventually you got to try to try to appeal to other people. What? Plus, I mean, he got he got shot up in Gran Torino. Uh, now you ruined it. I haven't seen that yet. Way to go! Get out of here! You've never seen the Gran Torino? No, I haven't. Dick. Oh wow! Well, well, there I saved you. Saved you a good two hours of drama. Yeah, because I wouldn't watch it no more. It actually is a pretty good movie. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just so, have not watched. I mentioned wrestlers that he had influenced, but it's interesting looking at the list of people he actually trained. Um. Just notables that uh, I think a lot of wrestling fans would recognize. Hiroshi Hase, Keiji Muto, in other words, the great Muto, Masahiro Chono, Chono rather, uh, first, the first Tiger Mask, which uh, actually ends up being Masawa, 
Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinja Hashimoto. Uh, let's see here. Yoshaki Fujiwara. In other words, the person that invented the Fujiwara armbar. Rocky Romero. Uh, Kengo Kimura, the inventor of the Kimura lock. Bad News Allen, otherwise known as Bad News Brown. Brian Adams or Crush. Um, and then there's there's others listed on here as well that I would probably botch pronouncing their name. But it is impressive seeing the people that he is responsible for training. Yeah. That's a big footprint, man. So what are they – how long was his career? He was – he was active from 1960 to 2005. Wow. Wow. That's a long time. It's a very long time. That's got to be a, a that's got to be just devastating to the body over a period of time, but it speaks volumes for the kind of shape he probably was in. Yeah, but uh, I mean I would venture to say, though, that uh, uh, wrestlers from the Orient probably take care of themselves better. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree it's with more you. more lifestyle over there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they're treated different, um, you know, the, the dojos and stuff, not... Well, I don't know if they're called dojos, but you know what I'm saying? Like to train, you're in a house with the rest of the trainees type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing is probably different. You don't just, you know, find you a, a trainer, you know, in the, in the one ads, you actually got to work for it. And this, of course, I mean, he's also the guy that competed in 1995 in front of 165,000 and then 190,000 fans during the two-day wrestling peace festival in North Korea. That's a lot of people. Jeez. I would like to find that. I wonder if that's on Hunter anywhere. Let me take a look at that. I actually thought that was on... The network. That, of course, is his only match against Ric Flair. WCW 1995 Peace Festival. Collision in Korea is what it's called. And it's on there? Um, well, the. Yeah, actually, it's on YouTube. There, are, there is. Uh, it's broken down into two parts. I'll send the link in our uh, on our chat, and you can check this out. It doesn't look like it's great video quality, but it is on YouTube, pretty immediately. All right, I'm sure it ain't. I mean, you figure the way it was filmed back then, and the fact that they probably didn't allow, but so you know, so the so uh, you know the the type of camera probably wasn't really. Yeah, probably a lot with so much technical stuff in the country either. So, 
Ric Flair was quoted as saying that uh, one of the few matches at that part of his career where he just walked to the ring and they just called it in the ring rather than having to go over it beforehand. What? I don't believe that. He's, he said they went out there and they made magic. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt they made magic, but I'm sure he was calling it with a lot of people at that time. Uh, 95, he would have been work, what working with Hogan, working with Sting still. I could see him and Sting and him and Arn Anderson being in a situation where they really didn't uh, have to, you know, plan it. Yeah. Yeah, macho. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I misremembering a quote. Jeez, let me just look it up. I think I misremembered. Ric Flair. Nah, I mean, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Who cares? In the grand scheme of things, who cares? Yeah. Suckers. Yeah. I say what I want. Hey, real quick, special thanks to uh, all of the awesome listeners that we have. Brian, last week alone, over 300 downloads of the show. Very nice. Very nice. How are you, friends? Seems, seems our uh, footprint is growing in not just the United States, but in France and in Japan. They love us overseas. They do. They do. These crazy Americans. I don't know where that, that accent came from. I'll just yeah, show that was, that. That, was, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, that let's was see. <laughs> Am I going to get like a cease and desist? No, no, no. Just, God, this guy's racist. You know? You know Oof, I am not. A country of origin is not, may not necessarily be race. You know what I'm saying? But, right. Know, yeah, you've done done it now. I'm very sorry, You're sir. Done. Very sorry. Uh, and there you do it again. <laughs> Damn it! I'm horrible at this. <laughs> uh, I apologize completely. Hey, don't forget tonight, if you're uh, listening to us live, when you get an opportunity, be sure to check out Tales from the Territories. That's uh, airing on Vice, on Vice TV. Yeah. And Evan Hunsey and uh, his his cohorts have put a tweet out there that ta- uh, Dark Side of the Ring, excuse me, Dark Side of the Ring will be back uh, soon. There will be a series, season four. They just don't have a schedule on that yet. Yeah. I like that show. I'm hoping the Tales from the Territory will be good too. Because I think we've discussed liking to see a show similar similar to that you know what I'm saying? well i feel like the the territories are give us a good look at at proper context around stories like the gino hernandez story you know just giving a, a full view of chris adams and you know all of these guys from world class for example i think that'll really be interesting to look at the von erics and their impact another again another full view of what was happening around the wrestling world at that time. And then hearing it from those that were, you know, neck deep in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, I, I guess I don't mind if there's like uh, some juicy stories or whatever, mm-hmm. but I kind of, uh, you know, think that's kind of what uh, Dark Side of the Ring is. I don't want them to be too juicy that you get like conflicting shows. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would just, I would like to know how the territory territories operated and not just for me, but for the newer fans that just don't understand, you know what I'm saying? All this tribalism and all this stuff, you know, now they can, you know, understand that just because one person jumps from one federation to the next, that, you know, that doesn't mean that's where they're from type things. Mm-hmm. You know, that you always hear, oh, this guy's WWE made, but he's been in wrestling 15 years. Wrestled all over the world, but he's WWE made. Come on, yeah. stop it. That's that, uh, that, what do they call it? Tribalism. That stuff drives me nuts. I mean, fans can't just be fans anymore. We got to have some kind of garbage happening where it's, oh, well, you know, you got to make sure that this is happening. Got to make sure that that's happening. Ugh, yeah. it's annoying. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, especially when you have, it's one thing if you have an intelligent conversation about it, but most fans today, they just, they, 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 a lot of them just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty that do, but some of them just simply don't understand. Well, I mean, for every, every set of fans that do, you get more and more wrestlers that, that unfold their dirty laundry on social media because they feel like this is their only outlet. Like now the latest guy to do it is Andrade. The hashtag of free Andrade. Did I miss something? Did I miss the boat on this guy? Was, was he supposed to be like the second coming of somebody? Um, like what the hell? Why is he so upset? So, I mean, he's upset that, uh, I guess he's not quite used, um, as well as he thinks. Mm-hmm. However, I think this is another, another one of these where the ball has been taking a run with it. Um, did he personally put out the hashtag free Andrade? Yeah. Unfortunately. I seen that one. Yeah, he's he's and putting it out there out. and telling people that he wishes he could do the thing he loves the most, and that's wrestle. But every time he comes to to AEW, all they ever do is backstage segments. It's well, crazy. When did it's he it's put almost embarrassing. He put that. Let me look here. Most recently, because he's been going I've back and forth with Sammy Guevara. Well, yeah, that's because Sammy's a little nitwit. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to him in a moment. He's he's not innocent on this list, that's for damn sure. Uh, let me just pull him up. Just took a second to find his tweets. Right, no, again, no, I've seen the hourglass. Follow every single person. Yeah, you've seen the hourglass, you said? Yeah. Damn, he's even hashtag Sammy. Oh, wow. Well, that's because Sammy, I think Sammy shot off at the mouth. Then he shot off at the mouth at uh, 
Sean Spears. So the most recent one was three days ago, Free El Idolo. It's a, a video of him looking over the rooftop of some building, I assume a hotel. Um, let's see here. But now does that, does that like mean what you think it means or does it mean, you know, he wants to wrestle more? I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that it's, you know, Hey, let me loose. You know what I mean? Like set the beast loose or something like that. All right, cool. Go wrestle, dude. Do what you want to do. But wow, Twitter literally just doesn't want to show me all his stuff. Okay. So basically, he's been tweeting this for a couple of weeks now, is the best I can recollect. Um, as far as the first time he did it, I'm having trouble finding it, but I'm just scrolling through. And then, of course, fans jump into it saying that he hasn't been getting the proper <clears throat> treatment that he should be getting was he supposed to just be you know aew champion right out of the bat is this just yep andrade's well, the guy but again so that like this is your tribalism because if he was utilized in nxt mm-hmm. god i guess he'd probably still be there right i mean did he hold the title in nxt yeah he I'm, was an nxt I'm, champion I'm, okay for how long Remember, roughly uh, a, month, a few months, months. A few months. His NXT run was great. His uh, main roster run was not great, which comes right back down to the okay. So Triple H gets a guy, signs him, knows what to do with him, puts him to work. People jump in; they're they're all on board, right? He gets to the main roster, then you get a guy like uh, we'll just say Kevin Dunn, or one of other you know the other Vince lackeys that may or may not still be working there. Oh, gee, Vince, I, I just don't see it. And then we end up getting the same routine, rinse and repeat, like what they did to Bobby Roode, what they did to EC3, for example. Um, Ricochet for a long time, and only now is he getting even a look. And what, did he get the Intercontinental title for maybe a month and a half? Ricochet? You can, yeah, you can call that successful if you want. I know he won the U.S. title also, but I don't really call it much considering the potential that he had. And, I mean, the hits just keep going from there. Look at Nakamura again. Has he had a good run in WWE? Depending on how you define it. Yeah, sure. Good. Could it have been great or spectacular? Absolutely. There again, another guy gets called up. They get it in NXT. He gets to the main roster. They're like, eh, I don't know. He doesn't speak English so good, so let's put him on the Let's put him on the back burner. He doesn't translate well to our audience, so let's not focus on him right now. Yeah, it's garbage. So if, if that's what we're talking about, I know that's a long-winded answer to your question, but if that's what we're getting at, okay, sure, yeah. He was definitely not utilized very well in WWE after NXT. Well, there you go, then. See, I don't personally give a damn where these guys come from or go to. You want to, you want to, you want to go to WWE? Cool. You want to go to AEW? Cool. You want to go to Major League Wrestling? Okay, great. NWA? Sure. Go where you want to go. Just shut up and wrestle. I don't need to see your. Oh, I don't like it. They won't let me wrestle. Come on, dude. What's he? He's got to be making millions. 
I'm sure Tony Khan didn't just pay pennies on the dollar for it for him to sign. Mm, I don't know about millions. Maybe one. Okay, maybe, a, maybe we'll say a million a year. Maybe. No, no, not a year. I don't know if that'd be. A, oh, know. total of the deal. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, because I don't know if any of theirs are structured like that. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I guess it's possible, but um, I don't really think any of them are really. I, I guess there are probably a few high dollars, but again, it's just like the WWE. You know, not all of them are making million dollar deals either. Oh sure, sure. For Even for example, like I look guys. at a yeah, like I look at a guy like Adam Cole. I think he's probably making a million a year. That might be pushing it too. I, well, I guess maybe. Like CM Punk, we're, we're all pretty sure he's making oh, yeah. a pretty freaking huge amount of money. MJF, even he himself says he's making a stupid amount of money. Um, Kenny Omega. I don't know. Right? I, I mean, maybe. I would imagine Omega and Jericho. But, I mean, it's hard to tell. I don't know about the, well, I guess the Bucks. But it, it's kind of hard to tell, like, who, you know, these things may be making big, you know, like, top-of-the-line money and who may just mm-hmm. be down the middle. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about AEW is it's not like they have that crazy WWE schedule. So, you know, the in WWE, you know, okay, maybe I'm going to want 750000 because the, the schedule I have to run. Mm-hmm. Whereas AEW, I'm home all the time. You know what I'm saying? And so I may only want 600000 Even though on paper I may warrant the seven fifty. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, guys like, uh, <clears throat> well, we, we mentioned them earlier, guys like Sammy Guevara, I don't think he's making maybe 200000 a year. Maybe a little bit more. But I don't think he's making... He's definitely not making Adam Cole money. We'll put it that way. I don't think he's making Brian Danielson money. I Danielson is probably uh, high value. I, I think he's I probably imagine. right up there with Mox and with Punk. I think they're all getting paid pretty solid amounts. Yeah. I can definitely see that. So Anyway, they're back and, in D.C. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and ticket sales for uh, tomorrow night's show are solid. 15 tickets left, but between uh, both paid and uh, comped. Comped, by the way, looks like it's about 400 seats comped out. That's not too bad. You figure for a company that size. It's about 3,000 seats. Yeah, it's a very small arena. Mm -hmm. It's a good arena, though. I will say this. I I was flat-ass broke, so, I mean, I had no way of getting – getting there much less being able to do that and work and everything but what are you kidding me i gotta pay you back at some point i know but i can't i can't just have you carry the bill on me all the time buddy 
uh, what's what what why after however many years have you developed a fucking conscience? That's why. Oh, okay. We're, we're, okay. Well, look. For a long time, I I didn't have like a job that was gonna like you know make it so that I could actually pay you back, right? I so, told y'all point blank I would purchase the tickets. Oh, I'm not complaining. I'm just I'm just selling the truth. All you two wieners had to do is get gas money. Yeah. Well, I believe at the time when it was announced, I, I was. We'll just say it was really bad. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. So I probably was just not even not even thinking past that week, much like most likely. Um, Rampage on the, the other hand part? has. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the crazy part is this was probably the first time that I wasn't expecting to get paid back. Oh, wow. <laughs> I I just gotten, you know, some some money that I wasn't expecting from work. And yeah, but bam, I was like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go to D.C. And I'm like, hey, I'll buy. And then nothing. I get nothing. I get crickets. Yeah, that was that was shitty. We should have handled that better. I apologize for that, at least for my part. He's not here. So yeah. I, I would have said this. If, if we had gone, I would have offered to drive or had you drive. <laughs> I, I probably would have even. I think I may even put it there. We would. I we'd use my car. I don't. I don't know. I wanted to go to DC. Y'all screwed it up. Yeah. Um. um Hell with both of you. Yeah, I know. I'm a horrible friend. I really am. I'm surprised you guys haven't dropped out of my life a, a long time ago. It's okay. I'll try harder. I'll do better. You got to do better crying than that. No, I can't. I'm not really good at faking it. Cry for me. Cry. <laughs> you gonna cry? You gonna cry? Oh boy. Um. So <laughs> what I was saying was that Rampage tickets are not selling as well. Neither is Battle of the Belts. Now I don't know the Battle of the Belts card. Do you? Uh, no. When is that though? Is that Saturday? That's supposed to be taping, um, Friday night at the same time as Rampage or like right after Rampage. So let me pull it up here. Battle of the Belts 4, which is this coming weekend. Yeah. The only match announced for it so far, Pack versus Trent Beretta. Now listen, for us AEW fans that are hardcore, pfft, we know that's going to be a badass match. There's no question. Like Trent is great. Pack is fucking phenomenal. But for the layperson, for the average fan who's gonna, you know, hey, let's go with the buddy. Um that's all. That's all you give him. You gotta have like an actual card. Well, yeah, but I mean why can't they just wait until Wednesday and announce it? Which I'm sure they're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You'll probably get your card on Wednesday. Although the battle for the belts aren't really... I don't really think they're normally anything spectacular. Well, let's take a look at the card for Rampage. Right now, the card for Rampage... You ready? Mm -hmm. 10 versus Andrade in a mask versus career match. Again... For you, for the diehard AEW fans, this could be really good. I think Preston Vance is great. 
I think this is a great opportunity for him to really show out. And Andrade is great. But that's all we got. Now for Dynamite, conversely, if we look at the Dynamite card for tomorrow, we got Brian Cage against Wardlow. Who well, I hope Cage wins. Title. You know, I kind of do too. I kind of do too. I would love to see like a, a holy shit kind of moment where Cage just demolishes him and we have to see Wardlow fight his way back. I'd be so cool with that. All right, let's take a look here. October 5th. As of six days ago, here's what we have. MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. That's going to be a great match. Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal. That's going to be a great match. Garcia and Danielson against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. That could be good. Luchasaurus in action. Okay. And it's uh, also National Scissoring Day. Celebrating yeah. the acclaim. By the way, I've never heard of National Scissoring Day. I question the validity of said national holiday. You can't. You've never even heard of it. That's right. I've never heard of it. I don't think it's real. I think they're lying to us. Well, you're not invited. Clearly not. I didn't get my DM. No one slid into my DMs for it. You go to work. And the rest of us will enjoy Scissoring Day. <laughs> you do that, buddy. <laughs> you let me know how that works out for you. By the way, this this coming Monday in Brooklyn, Raw is celebrating the 25th anniversary of DX. Chance that they are expecting to have to deal with? Scissor me, daddy. <laughs> Because Billy Gunn will not be in attendance. That's what they get. Although, listen, so I know I know that's like, you know, he won't be in attendance. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it past him for one night only. I wouldn't either. I would think Tony Khan would be like, yeah, okay. But then again, maybe not because of how WWE has done him dirty in the past. Maybe he's like, nah, you can't have him. Well, okay. I'll see your point there, too. See your point. Just ruin it for me. He's got. Remember, remember, he's got plenty of money. He's got more money than they do. Well, he does. He does. He does. Those right little turkeys. Uh, Dane in the chat says, "Y'all reading do a power bomb." I don't know what you mean by that, Dane. So all I can say is, no, no, we're not. Feel free to send me a link. And I'll take a look is at that, it. Is that, yeah. DOA? Oh, okay. Oh. The current comic book about wrestling. Okay. No, I have not seen that, but I would love to get a link about that. Speaking of comic books about wrestling, um, you want to check out Hell is a Squared Circle. Um, I happened to stumble upon this about a week ago. I just saw it in... Uh, our local comic shop in Gateway. And it's a 48 page. It's like the, uh, you remember, you know, the black label um, DC comics, like how they got the hard mm-hmm. cover, not really hard cover, but really nicer. 
print pages. The one with Batman's yeah. wife. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. I knew you. I knew that perk you. Very similar style, and um, it's it's very nicely written. The art in it is pretty cool, and it's all about this guy, uh, whose whose character's name is Muska, which keeps reminding me of uh, my son, one of my son's old favorite shows, Mickey Mickey Mouse uh, Funhouse, Miska Muska. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the character's name is Muska, and he's he wears a mask. But the whole thing is really, it's almost like a, it's almost like a telling of um, the wrestler. So Randy the Ram, mm-hmm. it's basically this guy, you know, he's got tons of demons with alcohol, gambling, uh, drugs, and miscellaneous other stuff. And he's trying to get his life straight. He screws up. He runs away because he rips off a promoter and he's got to make a new life. And it's this whole story that it, it's really cool because it mixes wrestling in with all of his struggles in, in his real life versus what he's trying to do in the ring. And it the 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 way things come full circle is pretty impressive. The guy that wrote it is Christopher. I want to say it's Condon. I hope I didn't mispronounce his name. And uh, he was just recently at the New York Comic Con. Yeah, Chris Condon. He is at Christoph Condon on Twitter. He's just uh, sold out his most recent set of issues while he was up there. So definitely check it out. Again, that title is Hell is a Squared Circle. It's from Aftershock Comics. Never heard of Aftershock. This is the first time I've seen that label, by the way. But uh, Aftershock mm-hmm. Comics, you actually can purchase it directly from there, I believe. Yeah, so on the, on the, on the, on the wrestler comic... Uh... Comic uh, tip there. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, I'm going through my stuff. I know I've showed you the Undertaker and how I managed to find a really nice Undertaker one to go to go with yeah. uh, an alternate to the one I got. Well, the other day I just so happened to find the Undertaker ash can, which came out in Wizard. And the Undertaker Zero. So, yeah. So, like, I have the entire, like, set other than uh, variant comics. So, that that was kind of cool. And I also have the China, which I think I'll be able to get signed when I go to Baltimore. Nice. Now, is this... Some of Joni's family going to be there, or is it the artist that's going to be there? Like, who's going to sign it? One of the it's one of the creators. Cool. Um, okay. I looked last night. I was going through last night. I but I tried to watch Raw, but you know that didn't end, that did not go well for me. Um. So anyway, so I was going through, and I think uh, maybe it's an inker or the writer or something. Um, it's gonna be there, so good job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. That doesn't, uh, I don't, I don't, that doesn't happen all that often. So, you know, there, the wrestling comics that actually I thought was kind of cool. Well, there's two of my favorites. Well, my absolute favorite is WCW's comic that Marvel Comics brought out. That's that's my absolute favorite wrestling comic. It's only 12 issues long, but it was fun. It was, I really liked reading that. But the one that I liked that I don't think a lot of people liked at all was the Warrior comic book. 
I think it only had like six issues or something because it just it wasn't very successful uh, sales wise. Like three. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. so it was like, but the art was cool. Like, I mean, we all know that. Listen, not to speak ill of the dead, but the Ultimate Warrior was, uh, you know, he was he was he was a little out there. We're here, right? But let's let's do this. Why you why you're talking? I'm I'm going through my thing. Okay. Yep. So the water had three issues. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, and then he had an Xmas issue. There's a um, Warrior Christmas issue. Okay, now I gotta look this up. Christmas. Next time you come over, we'll we'll dig it out. You can take a look at. Oh it. Oh my God! I see I see screenshots. Oh, I gotta read this. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, he was he was so wild man but you know what though it was cool like i liked it i I was i'm probably the biggest warrior mark of all of them in the uh as far as the c2c crew is concerned um i don't think anybody else in the chats ever mentioned it so and by warrior by the way i'm not talking about guy gardner in his uh short run as warrior i'm talking about the ultimate warriors comic book so uh by by uh warrior university <laughs> yeah well no, let me let me let me back up apparently there were four issues mm-hmm. and i am missing number four Ooh, that, that pisses me off because i thought i had them let's take a look here i'm looking at the uh what the heck don't if you google the warrior comic book one of the and I'm just reading this because it showed up in, as the top match when I said when I searched Warrior Christmas comic. It says the Ultimate Warrior raped my Christmas. <laughs> what the hell? You know, um, y'all fans are just rough. <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, there's a yeah, lot so, of uh, comments here. <laughs> so I got the the Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff. Did you get All the Kevin the Nash? The Kevin Nash? I have the Kevin Nash. Uh, I have two, uh, the zero. I think it's a zero and a number one. Uh, so I have the Nash. Oh, let's see here. Nash. Oh, so I have zero, one, and two. I don't. I don't know if there was a third one. Uh, Stone Cold, uh, China, Warrior. And the Undertaker. I actually liked the Undertaker. I, I actually thought that was good. I don't know. If and I then I, um, yeah, that was the longest. Um, nine, nine issues, something like that. Is there a, a Mick Foley, uh, comic? Uh, there might be. A, Let's look. Let's go to a little look. I can I can pull it up in the handy dandy of mankind. Yeah, there was a mankind. Shout out to Dane for showing us down the comic book rabbit hole. Yeah. So one issue for mankind, but four variant covers. Mm-hmm. So let's see. That's mankind. Uh, I did manage to see not too long ago a WCW 
seven, I think it was. Yeah. But I don't think I, I didn't buy it. And I don't remember where I saw it. Or did I buy it and just haven't seen it yet? Maybe. I don't know, man. Maybe. I went on some crazy $1 comic bin splurge. <laughs> I was... I was <laughs> I bought a lot of $1 comics lately. I don't remember what. But again, that's so, where I found a, a, an alternate Undertaker in, I mean, just perfect condition. So I bought it. I was like, even though I got it, I got to buy it because it was a variant cover one I didn't have. So for a dollar, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. The coolest stuff that the WCW comics actually gave us, aside from, you know, the first time that I can remember comic books really giving, um, giving wrestling some respect, especially because it was coming from Marvel. Um, the coolest stuff was like the covers were action shots from different matches like Sting versus Cactus Jack or Big Van Vader, Lex Luger. Um, but they had like an evil Sting. So before we ever got a chance to see Sting be a heel, like we saw in a very short amount of time in 1999, um, we got a chance to see like all kinds of different things where they focused on Cactus Jack. They focused on something called the Halloween Phantom. Now for the hardcore WCW fans, you remember the Halloween Phantom ended up being Ravishing Rick Rude in 1991, and actually at uh, the Clash of Champions where he beat Sting for the U.S. title. But the the comic book actually broadens on that, and it turns out to be uh, somebody different, if I remember correctly. I, I don't remember all of the all the stuff, but I mean it was 12 issues, and whoever drew it had to have been a true wrestling fan. I mean we're talking. How often do you get a chance to see beautiful Bobby Eaton in a comic book? That's that's how you know something's pretty cool. Well, now you don't put it in my brain. So now my quest will be to find them. And I don't know if this is an actual comic. I'm pulling it up now, but apparently there's a, a Marvel Comics WCW Slam Force. Huh? I remember the figures being a slam force, but I don't remember it actually being like Marvel Comics. Wow. Sure is uh, a whole bunch of uh, art. Though. The WCW was Marvel, so. Mm-hmm. Cool. However, they're not in my, in this, the thing I use. Maybe they came with figures. Maybe. I guess I do. Yeah. I do have my. I did my uh, uh, Marvel Comics Toy Biz famous covers Hogan, Sting, and Nash out into mm-hmm. my out into my little uh, what do you call this little area? My broadcast area. Yeah. Wait, now Apollo Cruz is hiding under the ring and pulling people. This is why does NXT suck so bad? Damn it, Triple H, you come up, you 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 take over all these things, but you let just NXT go down the crapper, really? God dang it, bro. 
hurts my heart. It hurts my soul. <laughs> That's just oh, Michael with it. Yeah. He's looking out of the one good eye, I guess. Hey, 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 hey. Now, now. Now, now. <laughs> He's looking straight at you and to your left. I'm just saying. Or is it to your right? I don't know. It's one or the other. That's not nice. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So y- you mentioned Sammy Guevara earlier and how he's uh, being a little twit. Um, apparently, he decided that uh, he was going to tell Andrade that uh, he needed to shut up. He tweets out that Andrade was a favor hire and that no, no, he's a that jobber. What's that? I think that's Sean Spears. Sean Spears? Oh, wow. Let me just yeah. uh, pull up Sammy's Twitter. Yeah. I think you got a little confused. Let's pull no, up. I could be Let's confused. Pull up his Twitter. Because I, I think Sean is might be done with him. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he was he was really part of the, in my opinion, he was part of the Cody Rhodes entourage um mm-hmm. there just wasn't uh, wasn't going to be anything like that um here we go so 23 hours ago it says you are a jobber a favor hire be grateful bitch that's just sammy tweeting that out so are you saying he was directing that at at spears yeah i think that one might have been going to spears jesus what crawled up sammy guevara's ass good lord Goes in on Andrade, goes in on Sean Spears. I mean, and Eddie Kingston, one of the people you don't want to piss off in professional wrestling. Because sooner or later, that's so, that chicken's coming home to roost. Yeah, so I guess uh, Andrade may have had it coming. Because I guess Andrade told his story how he... Uh, uh, hit Sammy, and Sammy was whining that it was a little too hard, and he got back to Andrade. So, so yeah, I I saw this kind of unfold on Twitter, and then I kind of caught up on it a little while ago. Uh, where basically Andrade just uh, he explains to Fightful.com he said I had an issue with him because. He he once came to the locker room and complained that we hit him too hard. It's wrestling. Solve it in the ring. If I hit hard, hit me hard, too. I learned that he came in and he accused me like a little girl. And after I learned about it, I spoke to him and asked him if he had an issue with me. But he said he did not, and that's all there was to it. It's funny because not even in WWE, for example, Sheamus likes to hit. And I'll respect to him because he loves to hit hard. He loves the strikes. He is wild. Even The Miz likes to throw strikes. Not even John Cena complained about me. So if he did not complain, imagine this kid who is just starting. But there's that. Oof. Well, there you go. Yes. Okay. Shut your fire hole, Sammy. Yeah. I like Sammy's uh, vlog and everything. I think as a person, he's probably a good dude. But I don't know why he has this urge just to keep going on and going on. It's not a wise way to do business. Yeah, but it keeps your, keeps your name fresh. Keeps it on everybody. I knows. guess. No such thing as bad press. Is that right? Is that the thing? That's right. And then boys at AEW know how to do that better than anybody. 
Good lord. Yes, they do. From guys not wanting to take advice to grumpy old men that work with effing children to I mean, come on, man. Good lord. I thought this goes back to the time where I thought Brian Cage was a little bit of a crybaby, and it turns out no, he's really not when you compare him to all these guys that are just like F it, I'm putting it on Twitter. Twitter, the place where people yeah, maybe they need to do maybe they need to do like WWE and be like uh no Twitter for any of you nitwit. Yeah. So Facebook, have somebody no take Twitter. it over. Yeah. yeah. That that would be smart because these guys are just it's it's the inmates trying to run the asylum right now when it comes to that. You know, every for every positive step Tony Khan takes, he's got somebody else in the backstage area just Yanking the the rug out from under him, like haha, you're not going any further. You know, it's it's a wonder he hasn't just started firing people. I know he said that he wouldn't, but I really wouldn't doubt him if he was just like, yeah, I gotta let some of you guys go. Yep, yep, yep. What did you think of Soraya's return promo or Soraya, Soraya, whatever? What'd you think about her promo coming back? I mean, I don't think she's ever really been all that great on the mic to begin with. To me, it was par for the course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she had to be nervous. She had to have the butterflies going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, I, I don't ever recall a promo. And again, I could be wrong. When you know a page promo that was like, "Ooh, ah, she's gonna bring it now." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I I cannot think of a time where there was a a promo she did that just really set the world on fire. Outside of the one that she had opposite Charlotte, where she made a comment about uh, her brother who had committed suicide. I don't even remember that one. Well, but but that speaks volumes because I mean, to to most you would think that would stand out, but it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, I mean, because it was I a passing was a lot of, Yeah, I know there was a lot of whining mm-hmm. uh, about it. Um, but again, she's. I, She's not really known for the promo. She's known for what she can, you know, about her wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of. Do you I think mean, at was... this point that, that she'll be back in the ring? Uh, maybe she'll be like Madison Rain, or, you know, she may, she may have one match along the way, two matches. You know, maybe we'll get like uh, what they did with Sting. Maybe we'll get you a little video match or whatever, cinematic match or something. I don't know. If she'll be. I don't think. I don't think she'll be full time, but I think you might get one or two out of her. But again, who knows? We never thought Edge was coming back. We never thought Daniel Bryan or Bryan Daniels, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we never thought that was going to happen. Same thing with Christian Sting. Who knew, right? Right. So, 
Hmm. Edge is scheduled to take on Finn Balor this weekend in an I Quit match. A lot of rumors and innuendo going on that apparently this may be Edge's Edge's swan song. Good, he can come join Christian. Do Do you think would he would fun. he would thrive in AEW? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I, th- I mean, promo-wise. Yeah. Uh, Edge and Christian, the tag team. Mm-hmm. Your tag team division becomes that much better. Edge as a singles wrestler becomes that much better. Right? There, I mean, there's no – and there's no question that he – unless he's gotten an injury along the way, there's no question he's still better than probably 90% of your roster in the WWE. Maybe higher, right? There's no question. So, of course, he elevates – any, you know, if he goes anywhere, even for a one night only match. But I mean, I can only hope, you know, we get like a three second pose or something. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I mean, I, I really wouldn't mind seeing it. I'm just, as I think about it, I just wonder one, if he's, if he's healthy enough, why wouldn't he? You know, it makes good sense. Um, the other thing I'd wonder about is, just like you mentioned, if, if in fact it would be a good solid tag team run for them. Because I, I sure as hell would. If I knew he was healthy and had the opportunity, I would I would book him and Christian. Absolutely. All right. So, I'd be curious well, here, to see me, how they do against FTR. Well, that's what I was getting to say. Let me throw this out at you. Right? FTR is, you know, the best in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Right, they just beat uh, who they beat Aussie Open mm-hmm. uh, last week, I think it was. And so, there, you know, how cool would it be for FTR to face Edge and Christian one night only? Mm-hmm. You 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 wouldn't buy a pay per view for that one. I think that'd be great. I'd love to see that. Good old fashioned two out of three falls. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm buying a ticket. And again, you don't have to. You don't have to have them full time. You, you just, you just want them one night, mm-hmm. one match. Tired 
titles versus Kurt Angle's hair or something. Wait, Kurt Angle has hair? Well, you know, I'm just saying, just throw some wacky stipulation in it. If FTR wins, Luchasaurus has to unmask. Oh, no. Don't do that. It's America's favorite dinosaur. That dinosaur's dumb. It needs to be extinct. It's not dumb. You're dumb. You're just jealous because Luchasaurus is awesome. Choke slamming that little bomb jungle boy. Thank you. He's neat. Yeah, I said it. I bet bet you're the same guy that thinks Jericho as ROH world champion is a great idea. Uh, It all depends, remember? So, again, who do you want as champ? Who's going to bring you more or give you a better opportunity to get a TV deal? Well, I mean, we had the match with Bandito and Jericho this past Claudio. Wednesday. Yep, yep, yep. You had Claudio, Jonathan Gresham, Samoa Joe, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, but again, you got to sell. You got to sell the ROH product to Warner Discovery. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna Who's gonna give you the better opportunity? I think Jericho Claudio. is the most recognizable one out there. That's right. That's why he gets the title. Once you get the the TV deal, title disappears. They didn't go to whoever. Bandito, by the way, rumored to already be signed to AEW. I haven't seen an official Bandito is all elite placard yet, but rumored to be on the way. Well, didn't he, uh, didn't he do the whole come out after the match last last week? I think there's video of that. Yeah, so after the match where uh, Jericho gets the win, um, doing the basically the mask thing that he did to Rey Mysterio, I like to see that he's, he's bringing some of that back. That was kind of neat. Um, anyhow, Bandito loses by uh, submission to the Lion Tamer. After the cameras turn off, uh, Tony Khan comes out there and, you know, hey, thanks everybody for coming out. Bandito and, and Tony Khan hug, and that's where everybody are kind of looking at Bandito like he's he's been signed. So, I don't know. If it's any indication, Bandito may actually have been signed. Who knows? Tony doesn't hug people he doesn't sign. Yeah, he normally doesn't come out and hold their hand up either. Yeah. Just saying. I will say that this was um this was a good match for Jericho. He looked pre- looked pretty decent during this match. Bandito's Bandito. He's never gonna have a bad match. I just don't think he's capable of doing so. Um but uh, this was a good match for Jericho last week. I was I was really happy with it. He's on a different level. He's like really on a different level. Yeah. Like we can make fun of him because you know we call him Drunk Uncle Jericho, but you can't you can't make fun of his his in the ring because every single time, literally every time, I'm expecting that it's going to be like ah, this isn't going to be any good. He just comes out there and just throws a banger out there. He's like, yeah, watch what I can do. 
Mm-hmm. That's why he's the goat. He's a goat. He might be. He might be. He might actually go down in history as as perhaps the best of all time to ever do it. You know what I mean? Just with everything he's done, the ability to reinvent himself, all of those things, it's pretty damn impressive. And hey, he hypnotizes us with his uh, <clears throat> abs. <laughs> the disappearing abs. Right, right. He's got them at the beginning of the match, but then by the end, it's like, um, where'd they go? Seven, seven minute abs. <laughs> six minute abs. What? What do you mean six? I said seven. You're fucking fired. <laughs> I love that movie. That's a good movie. Uh, I thought Juice Robinson had a decent showing on Dynamite, by the way, against Mox. Although, to me, it would have made better sense to have him beat Mox and get the title shot. And then lose. Mm. Maybe. It's just Juice, though. I wonder if they've signed him. That's another free agent, isn't it? Yeah, he's uh, he's supposedly working on a on a handshake deal with New Japan. So, hey, he's still your New Japan uh, U.S. champ, I believe. Oh, okay. That sounds weird to say, New Japan U.S. champ. <laughs> Tony ain't got balls if he don't get him to bring it to TV, throw it in the trash. That would be cool. I mean, right? I said it. To- New- New Japan would take out a hit on the guy, but that would still be cool for a minute. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, there we, this isn't Vince. They would find a way. <laughs> oh, you, you make it a work or something. Yeah. Because if, if you did it cleverly enough, I'm sure you nobody would figure it out except for probably Uncle Dave and, you know, who listens to Dave. I'm curious you know what, what his subscription numbers are now. Oh, probably a million. Probably something we'll never dream of. That's a lot. He said million. Yeah, I mean, I that's a lot of zeros. Oh yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure that's probably close. Everybody listen to Dave. Now I'm curious how yeah. many. Come on, Google, help me out. How many subscribers does Dave not saying the last name F? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Back in 2015, around five to eight thousand who actually pay for the Observer. Wow. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm sure his all his other accounts have boatloads of people. Wow, he's 62 years old. What a dedication to the craft. <laughs> I mean, make fun of him all you want, joke about him all you want. That's a long time to be in the business. You're the only one making fun of him, man. I said it. Wow. You. I didn't, I didn't know you were such a Meltzer fan. Listen, you got to respect the dude. 
I have got to do nothing. I kid, I kid. Damn hot up here. Thought you got the air conditioner Watch. turned on in there. Uh, no, it's, it's automatic. It goes between heat and cool. Ew. Gotcha. So when it, it gets it, warm, it gets really warm. Well, no. When it gets warm, it cuts the AC on. When it mm-hmm. gets cold, it cuts the heat on. And now the okay. heat. Gotcha. Yeah, this damn hurricane that's on the East Coast has got to go. It's uh, kind of ridiculously cold outside, and the wind is really annoying. It is only October, right? Did I miss the weather report where it said, hey, winter's come, instead of winter is coming? Great. Now HBO is going to send us a cease and desist. (laughs) I said instead of. (laughs) You don't think that'll count? Nope. Mm-mm. Damn it. All right, so what's, what's on tap this weekend? What pay-per-views? Are there pay-per-views, right? Yeah, we got Extreme Rules, the premium live event. WWE it's a pay-per-view. Don't it's fall a for premium that. live event, sir. <laughs> pay-per-view. Uh, let's see here. Let me pull up the card for that. And we've also got Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory, I believe, is on Saturday as well. So they're running head-to-head on Saturday. No way. Really? Let me look that up. Uh, Extreme Rules 2022. Bound for Glory 2022. No way they win. Bound for Glory is on Friday night. Bound for Glory is Friday night. Extreme Rules is on Saturday night. I was going to say... So, Impact, Bound for Glory, has got uh, Brian Myers defending the Impact Digital Media Championship in an open challenge. Josh Alexander defending the world title against Eddie Edwards. Jordan Grace defending the Knockouts Championship against Masha Slamovich. That name may sound familiar to you because it was just, she, she was the one we were told to look out for. Uh, the creators of WrestleDeck. Honor No More, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett defending the, the Impact Tag Team Championship against the Motor City Machine Guns. Of all four of those competitors, only one of them actually has an Impact contract. Wow. Which one? Mike Bennett? Chris, Chris Saban. Oh, okay. Mike Bailey will do be defending the X-Division Championship against Frankie Kazarian. Mia Yim Wait, takes on... Speedball, Go ahead. Yep, Speedball, Speedball Mike Ball? Bailey. That's right. Yep, yep. Oh. Oh. I like Speedball better. Mia Yim takes on Mickey James in a career-threatening match. If Mickey James loses, she has to retire from in-ring competition. Chelsea Green and Dina Perrazzo, Deanna Perrazzo defending the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship against Jessica, which I believe is Jessica Havoc, 
and Taya Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. I believe you're right. And then there is a call your shot gauntlet match where 20 intergender participants will compete in a gauntlet battle royal. The winner receives a trophy and a contract they can invoke anytime within one year for a championship match of their choosing. And there you have Interesting. it. So who do you think is going to challenge the, the mystery opponent? Or... Uh, Brian Myers. Uh, well, you know what? I would say, hmm. You know what? If he hadn't already been announced for the gauntlet, I would have said Bobby Fish. Maybe uh, Bully Ray because he's been trying to come after uh, Matt Cardona. Or maybe Matt Cardona. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. The the card itself looks like it'll actually be pretty good. I mean, the 20-man or 20-person gauntlet match could be cool. Um, Mm -hmm. So far announced for that is PCO, Rich Swan, Giselle Shaw, Heath, formerly known as Heath Slater, uh, Bupinder, Gujar, Bobby Fish, Steve Macklin, Moose, and Sammy Callahan. It's a good solid list of people so far. I mean, I don't think the last, I don't know, probably years worth of pay-per-views have been bad for them. They just can't build an audience. I feel like some of that is their own fault, though. They need to get off Access TV. I understand that they own it, and it's you know their venue, their chosen distribution. But if you want to grow your audience, you're going to have to you're going to have to step up and and do something different. Or I don't know, maybe tour. I don't know what you could do with that tour. You think so? You think that they're you're there big enough to where they could sell? Say more than three hundred seats. Uh, so so if they come to, uh, I don't know, Spotsylvania High School, you're not gonna go see them. Yeah, I'd go see it. I'd go see it. I mean, it's that easy. I mean, let's not forget at one time, the NWA was doing high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And eventually. Ted buys them and they start going to coliseums. Mm-hmm. It, well, on a regular basis, they were already going to coliseums, but they would do high school shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why can't Impact do that? I mean, it would make sense, and plus, it helps you to grow your base. You know, in a in a even in a controlled area. So let's just say they just stuck to areas in Canada, then on the East Coast. Because those are the two areas where they do shows the most. That to me would help their yeah, it would help their help their audience. Yeah. And get off of that network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to try to do predictions for Bound for Glory? No, no, because I haven't I haven't really watched uh, <laughs> Impact lately. Um, it does make it difficult to to predict when when there's only but so much you can see. Um, 
I don't get access TV here, so I have to search it out on YouTube or other means. And I, I don't mm. honestly feel like dedicating the time to it unless there's a reason to do it. Like when, when Kenny Omega was, was crossing over to there, to me it made sense because like I wanted to see what was going to happen. Now he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Let's see here. Let's move over to Extreme Rules. We've got six matches on the card so far. We got mm-hmm. Liv Morgan defending against Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's title. We got if, a fight pit Liv, Go ahead. Yeah. If Liv goes past 30 minutes, I mean 30 seconds, in this stupid match, if I was Ronda, I would quit. So I mean, it's bad enough she holds, what, three wins over Ronda right now? Two wins, three wins? I think you're right. I think it's three. Because I think you got one for the title where she won the title, and then like two return matches or something. I tell you what, it's yeah, it's one of those situations where I like Liv Morgan, and she's gotten her moment. You know what I mean? It's time to move away from that. Just, uh, so her moment should never have come at the expense of Rhonda. Because mm-hmm. let's not forget, it was only, what, two years ago? Rhonda was running through everybody. Including Liv Morgan. And didn't she beat her one time while she was hurt? Yeah. It's, I, to me, that's just, that's, that's weird. That's crazy booking right there. That's crazy. Because, again, if she beats her now, Rhonda's um, mystique, if she even has it anymore, is gone. And, again, this is no slight to live, but they never should have been, they sh- never should have been put together. Well, I would have preferred to see Liv cash in against, uh, honestly, against Becky or something like that. I think that would have had better better reaction, especially for what Becky put her through during their short-lived feud on Monday. You know, on Mondays, rather, on Raw. Because um, once we got to her moving over to SmackDown, it just didn't seem... It didn't make a lot of sense for her to become, you know, Miss Money in the Bank and... Not only that, but also to have her beat Ronda Rousey was like, um, okay, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's for her to beat Ronda. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're like, does has does Becky have that record against Ronda? Does Charlotte have that record against Ronda? Sasha. Maybe you you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, like, do your top, your your top, the best of your division, have that record against Ronda, who you again you built to be indestructible, and then here's little old Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. and because it's a feel good story. 
I just I I can't get into that one. But I think it'll be Ronda. So Liv has beaten Ronda Rousey. Um let's see, SummerSlam. Then beat Ronda at Money in the Bank on house shows in triple threat matches with Natalia. Um, let's see here. Rhonda, I, I was able to pull up pretty much all of her. Let's take a look. All of her win losses here. So 2019, ultimately she loses once and that's WrestleMania 35. Then 2022. And that was Charlotte. Is that right? Or Becky? Uh, WrestleMania 35 was Becky when Becky Pender. Okay. Um, Let's see here. Charlotte beat her at WrestleMania 38. Charlotte beat her while they were touring. And then Ronda beat Charlotte at WrestleMania Backlash. Let's see here. What the heck is that noise? Somebody out there banging. Um... So it's Liv Morgan, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. Jeez. That's that's a ooh. No no offense to Liv, but damn. You got a, you got a really good point there, Brian. Yeah, I, you see what I'm saying? So I'm supposed to buy in on Liv Morgan beating Ronda in in an extreme match. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'm buying into that. So I'm going with Ronda. I mean, to me, it's got to, you have to have a payoff at some point. You have to have some kind of a larger plan in mind. And I think it would make better sense to have Ronda, especially as we head to the Rumble. Just makes better sense to me. Uh, let's see here. Matt Riddle against Seth freaking Rollins in a fight pit match. Fight pit is basically like the, like the dungeon like where, where we remember we had, uh, Shamrock and, uh, Owen Hart and Dan Severn was the referee. Mm-hmm. Now it's, uh, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins with, uh, Daniel Cormier as a special referee. I thought this feud was supposed to be over like three months ago. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. Rollins has a U.S. title match on the Monday Night Raw after this match. So in WWE logic, I'd have to say Matt Riddle wins because, you know, WWE <laughs> I can't I can't figure out what the plan is here. I'm I'm actually confused as to why this feud is still going on. Not that there haven't been some cool promo like barbs back and forth. Like that was kind of interesting, but I don't know. I, I I've almost I've almost feel like I've had my fill of this this feud, as they say. Mm. I'm not a fan, it's not 
not entertaining for such mm-hmm. supposed heat. Well, that's that's uh, where well, that's where I'm at on it. Like it's it's not entertaining. It's like, geez, these guys again. Yeah. So let's go with Riddle and somehow gets in, in, injected into that championship match the next night, and then he wins the title. Hmm. Okay. In a because uh, again, I this, oh, I I thought this was over too. Well, I mean, I, I, they had an opportunity for Riddle to get his, you know, get his win back, so to speak. Um, but they botched that. And then we, like, saw nothing from the two of these guys until just randomly they start brawling again. Like, for literally, mm. for no reason. Hmm. But okay. Let's just put it on a pay-per-view because, yeah, we have to. The hate is strong in them. I guess. Go to <laughs> I mean, they, they, they like to make pot shot comments about each other's spouses and divorces and child support. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the barbs were cool and all, but like it doesn't make me go, ooh, I got to see these guys fight. Not, not really. <laughs> not really. Uh, strap match. Carrying Cross against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Darian Cross versus Drew. Yeah, <coughs> uh, Cross. I'm sure. I mean, that's what makes the most sense to me. And frankly, if if he's supposed to be getting some kind of a major push, they seem to do this to Drew a lot. But you would think that he's got a stretcher, Drew McIntyre out, right? Mm, I don't. Was a strap match? I don't yeah. think I don't think you stretcher the guy out, but I think he gets I think he gets the win though. Because mm-hmm. again, I mean, you don't want to. Well, I was going to say you don't want to really um, hurt Drew too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not one of those one of those guys that he's not going to lose anything by losing the carrying cross. Drew's spot is solidified. He's he's proven his worth, I think. So all this does is it should help carrying cross. But if it does in the long run, who can tell? I mean, they brought back Braun Strowman for crying out loud, and I don't think anybody cares about that guy, really. Mm-hmm. I could do without him. Somebody. That's for sure. His mama probably cares. Well, yeah, yeah. EC three cares. EC three likes him. Uh, probably not. Because they want to control their narrative. He's probably bashing them in the locker room. What a sellout! This mother. <laughs> this guy, he stole my money. No. He told me he would never go back. Yeah. Well, when when. You get the WWE money versus the possible control your narrative percentage of money. Yeah, mm. I think I'd take WWE money too. Like, listen, buddy, I got bills to pay. Unless you're going to pay them, <laughs> I got to go. See ya. You're a sellout too, man. Yeah, man. Hey, got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, uh, but anyway, get back to things before you get carried away. Karen Cross. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I think Karen Cross to me is the most logical winner. Um, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Bailey in a ladder match. Uh, this is probably the match I'm looking forward to. I think this is going to be match of the night. Um, realistically speaking, it's got to be Bailey, right? I mean, she just came in at SummerSlam. She set the set the pace with her with her faction called Damage Control. So it's it's got to be Bailey, right? Um, man, I might give you that one. I might give you that one. I mean, Bailey comes out this past. I mean, she came out this past Monday. She kind of set the tone. She, she, in my opinion, bullied Bianca Belair around um, until finally Bianca does the typical "shut up, I'm still the good guy." Like, all right, well, I think Bailey is still outclassing you, and I think she's about to climb the ladder in their history-making match. Wait, why is it history making? What I mean. First ever women's ladder match. Ooh. All right. Here, here's the thing, though, and this is what what kind of kills it. <clears throat> yes, it's the first one-on-one women's ladder match, but it's not the first women's ladder match. The first women's ladder match was the first women's money in the bank match. But WWE no. is do what WWE does, so you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going with WWE logic, and those right. women's money in the bank match never happened. Yeah, those so. are, that's just totally different, man. It's a bunch of women. We're just talking about two. Oh, okay. Just two. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Sometimes I wonder if Triple H just goes, uh, "Yeah, I don't care. Just put him in the ring. Whatever." I'm going home. No, I I'm mean, going to hang out with Seth. <laughs> really, though, somebody, somebody should. Cause we've we've discussed this before, right? The the WWE and how they how they announce things, but God, somebody really should have caught that one. Yeah, and just put a stop to it like immediately. All right, we said it once. Cool. Don't ever say it again. Just leave it. Leave it. <laughs> leave it. Yeah. Because like that's just stupid. Yeah. Hopefully nobody picked up on that. Uh, well, if uh, Twitter is any measurement, and we all know it, WWE loves their Twitter followers. Yeah, everybody picked up on it. Did they really? Yeah, a lot of people. Went, so what is what is Money in the Bank? Uh, just curious. So uh, just saying. <laughs> Even the diehards are like, um, hey guys. <laughs> Because uh, honestly, until you said something, I, I I did not pick up on that. It did not register. You know that. Oh, the money in the bank. That's a ladder match. You had a couple mm-hmm. of those. I mean, I'm I'm all for you know the history making things, but uh, let's let's be honest about it. Let's not you know. Come on, think, think, come fly, on. think. Come on, come on. Now, we have a match that's uh, also on this card that could actually be... This match actually could be match of the night, like a sleeper. And that's the Brawling Broods, Seamus, Rich Holland, and, and Butch, better known as Pete Dunne, 
taking on Imperium in a six-man good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. And if my understanding of this match is correct, it's basically a Tornado-style match, which is mm-hmm. going to be absolute madness. I-, I think it could be really, really fun, or it could be an absolute shit show. But I'm going to I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say it's going to be fun. Uh, I, I don't see how this could be anything but a good match. Yeah. I mean, Imperium's normally on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seamus and his group are normally on point. I mean, yep. you can't really dispute that Pete Dunn is one of the best. Yeah. So I, I think this might might trump your, uh, your your match of the night. History making match of the night. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I will say this as as much fun as I made of it. You know, the brawling brutes with Pete Dunn being called Butch, still the stupidest name change out there yet. Um, I mean, he made a good call by bringing back Imperium, thankfully, and he made another good call by letting the letting Pete Dunn get out of the 1920s garb and get back into his wrestling gear, so we could actually enjoy Pete Dunn for what he is. And I'm just I'm psyched about it. So yeah, I I can't wait to see this match because it's damn sure gonna be good. And what I could only assume the next match here is gonna be their main event because there's nothing else announced. Edge against Finn Balor in an I quit match. I thought Roman had one. No? Um no. Wow. So it's Edge versus Finn Balor. And nothing setting up. Um, nothing setting up. Well, we'll talk no. about that in a second. Uh, let's yeah. go Edge. Yeah. This is going to be his last match. Um, you know, part of me feels like Edge is the the old school guy that wants to go out on his, you know, on his back. I think he'll put Finn Balor over. We do get an additional match here. I was able to find it. Johnny Gargano against Austin Theory. I think we might actually see uh, Gargano make a make a play to get to the briefcase. I think we might actually get to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think you'll see uh, Tomasa get involved in this somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know about that. The briefcase. I mean, it definitely needs to come off with you. But... No, Imperium is invaded. NXT, they just beat up uh, the Brawling Brutes, so pretty deadly. A tag team that just just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Celebrating their title victory, uh, and now they've got another tag team coming out there. That I don't understand NXT. I just don't. It's such a damn shame. None of these people look familiar to me. None of them look like stars to me. Like... I, I feel like at some points, you know, I know I disagree with them sometimes and I agree with them on other times, but when it comes to NXT, I think Sonny's dead on. Like, there's no stars in NXT. 
next to Braun Breaker. No, stop it. All right, so let's get back to Extreme Rules. Okay. Um, Yeah. If Bray is coming out, when does he come out? That's a good question. So uh, a lot of people are thinking that he's going to um, just do like a a vignette kind of thing where they confirm that he's back. But to me, that's just not going to make any sense. Like, I don't understand why they would do something like that instead of just, um, you know, coming back when it actually matters, when it actually means something. But, like, what actually would they do? Well, that's what I'm curious. Like, I mean, that's what, what, what have you been leading up for, if not for this? Well, I mean, let's, let's, think about it. I mean, if he comes out, let's say he comes out uh, during or after the fight pit match because he's got the history with Seth, right? So maybe he attacks mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, beats his ass for the big crowd send-off. Maybe they main event that segment and have the fans go home happy because the Fiend has attacked Seth Rollins. again. Mm. Yeah, but I mean... Didn't Cross kind of kick this whole thing off? So that's what I thought. Like, that's why this this whole thing is confusing. Like, I want to see Bray come back. Don't get me wrong. But Karrion Cross gets his debut, which was kind of cool. But then it gets overshadowed by Roman and Drew at Clash of the Castle. So they do that. Karrion Cross has little to no role in the finish of that match. And now he's brought, he's he's feuding with Drew McIntyre, so let's say he interferes on behalf of Karrion Cross. Like, is that what it's is that him or is it Karrion Cross debuting a new character? Like, it's it's seemingly leading to Bray Wyatt, but at the same time, apparently Karrion Cross has had this White Rabbit thing before in Lucha Underground. I don't remember it, but apparently it was something. Well, my personal feeling mm-hmm. is it's Sami Zayn. What? He pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. So the honorary ooze has tricked us all. Has fooled us. Each and every one of us. Fooled y'all. Yes. And he going to beat Roman for that title. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's Sammy. I think it's Sammy. No, I'm just kidding. You do not. You're full of crap. <laughs> I will say last Friday's thing with with Sammy, with Roman being like, you can't wear that shirt ever again. And then he throws him his new shirt. I was like, damn, that was, that was pretty damn good. That was a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? That wasn't last week, I don't was it? Know. No, you're right. It was two weeks ago. I'm just still... Still riding the high of that one. That was a pretty good segment. You have to do that when it comes to WWE because they don't have a lot of good segments. So sometimes it's gonna last you. <laughs> nah, I mean, what whatever shenanigans Sammy is involved with, I think he will turn on them. I think he's like a plant or something, and only Jay is gonna be the one that's figured it out. I think it's I Jay love watching his face every time that Sammy's in front of him. 
He's just got that, like, I'm going to kill this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he goes goes over to Solo, no, he's my brother. I got this. It's just, I mean, it's 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 classic comedy material. I mean, you can stretch this for as long as you want. Go to the Rumble, go to just before Mania, go to Mania. You know what I mean? Like you can do this for as long as you want. It's it's funny, and Sami Zayn is just so good at this. That's the real benefit. Is is I think that what's going to happen is, and I think you're right. I think Sami Zayn ultimately is going to be. Like the the only team, the only person to get the titles off of the Usos is going to be whoever Sami Zayn teams with. Well, yeah, and, but that won't be until you know he reveals his true self. Right, right, right. And I mean, yeah, it's weekly TV, and the way they did Mania last year was they what just two weeks before the before the show, they were still finalizing matches. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens don't don't solidify a team up until maybe the week before Mania. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's some skullduggery going on. Hmm. Hmm. I do like Sami Zayn though. Like Sami. How can you not? It's Sami. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's funny too, but you just you just know he's going to be the one to cost him, and that'll ultimately lead lead to this huge big breakup because Jay will be like, "Look, I told you, mm-hmm. I was right. You were wrong." Jay, or Jay gets beat up. You know, pure craziness. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. That's right. Hmm. I normally I would ask you about any predictions for Battle of the Belts, but we only got the one match. You want to make a prediction for Trent and Pack? Uh, Trent and Pack. Uh, let's go with Trent. Really? Believe it or not. Okay. Trent. Um. Yeah, Trent. Um, I'm shocked they didn't do with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I was too. But there goes back to those dumb referees. A hammer to the head. Oh, I didn't see it. Do, 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 do. That's that's Dopey. that's Dopey refs. What's supposed to happen? You Why didn't are all see wrestling it? referees dumb? <laughs> they don't ever see nothing. Nobody's supposed to see nothing. They're all supposed to be blind. The damn shame. Well, I mean, you know, if referee saw everything, <laughs> you wouldn't have much of a match. Well, they're just oh, supposed to be maybe a little, a little smarter, a little. <laughs> all is right. No. This is great. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. All right, so I'm sitting here going through or just pulling on some, like, WWE cards out of a box, mm-hmm. right? The the women's division set, I think it was, that came out a few years ago. Oh, All yeah. right, so you got, oh, yeah. uh, was it Zai Lai? She's still on the roster? 
Zia Lee, yes. Okay. Shayna Baszler, she's still on the roster. Mm-hmm. Io Shirai is still there. Mandy's still there. But then you got Ruby, Ember, Gone. Gone. Um, Billy Kay, Deanna Barraza, Mia Yim. Of course, Lita, but she's not there. Um, Nina Samuels, is she still there? I don't think so. I don't even know who that is, but let me just double check. Pretty sure she's not there. Tay Conti, Candice LeRae, Maria Canellis, Sasha Banks, <laughs> Liv Morgan, Kyrie Sane. Um, I mean, like half of them are gone. Mickey James, Tamina, Zelina Vega, Lacey Lane. I mean, that's like crazy. Like half of my just call down are gone. Mm-hmm. Nikki, uh, Nikki Cross, Nia Jax, Bailey, Vanessa Bourne. It's like for everyone that's on, one of them's off. Casey Catanera, Casey Green. That's just nuts. Wow. That's why I keep wondering. I mean, that was from a time, of course, where WWE's roster was just so bloated, so huge. That you know, ultimately they, they had to let people go. It just didn't make sense to keep them. But as we look at you know AEW, and I said sooner or later he's going to have to start firing people. I mean, yeah, it's cool that Soraya is in AEW, but if the way he books women's wrestling doesn't improve, is it really that big of a deal? You know, I mean, if he gives her matches, if she's a, if she's good to go. Okay, yeah, there's definitely possibilities there, but he hired Madison Rain, for example. She's supposed to be the coach of his women's division. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any influence there. I haven't seen any change there. Is there something that, that I've missed? So, okay, so l- let me let me ask you this. Okay. What change are you looking for? Well, there's a few things I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see a more consistent actual role for these uh for these matches so for whomever it is whether it's ruby or what do you mean by role so uh, for for one let's actually put the matches at different parts of the card instead of the same time slot in the same five to eight minutes that they get put them at the beginning of the match or beginning of the show give them 10 minutes put them at the you know just before the main event again give them 10 minutes let's give them a little bit more time and have the storytelling actually make sense. Uh, okay, so what doesn't make sense? I'm, I'm just curious, right? Because I don't quite well, feel that way. Let's look at it. Let's Jamie Hayter and and uh, Britt Baker, okay? We built and built and built for this, I guess, feud. And now they're buddies again. So we built and built and built, and now we're right back to where we were. Um, and for Ruby, okay. Ruby Soho. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, she is hurt again. So I guess we have to pause on that one. So let's let's talk about Hater and, and DMD first. Mm-hmm. So have we have we never had arguments, disagreements? Never. Not even once. No. Of course we have. But yeah, we're still friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But again, one of the things that they do is they don't always give you what you expect. Mm -hmm. Right? So if after the incident took place, mm -hmm. everybody expected the split, and then we put them back together, everybody's going to be scratching their heads, but maybe it's not the right time for the split. See what I'm saying? What would, to you, what would qualify as like the right time? We are at, uh, we got five minutes. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Mm -hmm. But if neither one of them have a title, maybe it's not the right time for the split. Okay. Maybe. Well, I, I, I see your point, time. which is why I was asking, was this more along the lines of, did you have in mind like a timing of that? Was, I guess what I'm no, I mean, yeah. There, why? Why do we have to put a timing on it? If Britt wins a title next year, and Jamie decks Britt, or maybe somewhere along the way, Paige or not Paige, but Soraya, you know, stays managerial or whatever, and decides, hey, I'm gonna go get the the international group together, and then there's this the split. I mean, just because they split and get back together, I mean, friends fight, family fights. Sure. Sometimes you don't get back together, but other times you do. I'm, you know. But again, it's, it gives Jamie a, a reason somewhere down the line mm -hmm. to drop Brit. And when it happens, you'll be like, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. Now, mm -hmm. it didn't months ago, but it does now. Now, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, they, they do things different. Mm -hmm. they, they've had women main event in the show. Mm-hmm. I bet you if you go back and look, they've had women in the first match. They normally were running decent lengthy matches. I, I It's Jade right now. I don't know if that's what it is. Jade is jaded you so bad. Boo. You can't use that twice. Boo. I'm dead. not a Jade fan. That's true. Oh, damn. Damn. Don't call her that. I don't think she's done anything to be a, you know, called that. Yeah, that's what she says. She's that bitch. I'm a Jade I, fan. I mean, true. I, I'm not, a, I'm not sold on Jade. Like I, I find a lot of the things that she does to be repetitive. I will say this. She continually improves continually. So I'm not saying that she's awful and she is improving. But at the same time, it's very much like you're playing the greatest hits every single match, and it doesn't matter who goes against her, she's just going to beat them. You know, when you've got people like Athena, when you have people like Ruby before she got hurt, the second, I don't know. It's so sad that she's been hurt so often, but you get my point. Just to have so many different credible challengers that, it would have made perfect sense for one or the other to actually, you know, get the get the win. It doesn't happen. And then next thing you know, we find out that 
you know, hey, she's going to be taking on Kiera Hogan or whomever. It's just all of these different names. And sooner or later, you got to eventually, even if she unifies the titles, which would make sense, but if she does, okay, who beats her? And you've said before, you know, whoever is hot at the time, you know, whoever in the, at that point is, you know, in line for it. But right now it's just like, God, it's, it's tiresome seeing the, it's the build is tiresome. I think that's the best way I could word it. Nah. I mean, I think it'll be red velvet too, by the way. See, red velvet would be cool. I like that because she's an original. She's been there from the beginning and she's been there for Jade too since the beginning, both as an opponent and an ally. So that actually does make good sense. That's a really good call out. I like that. That's a cool idea. Mark the date. All right, October fourth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, and I mean, and again, you know, who knows if maybe they would have pulled the trigger by now, but she was she's been hurt. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's and the then, unfortunate you know, thing. Yeah, and if if you want to give, if you because Red Velvet was she was picking up momentum, and you know, if you, if you want to give her that title, you don't want to put it on somebody else, right? You're just going to have Jade keep going until Velvet gets back, because ultimately that's going to be your bigger your bigger moment. Mm-hmm. Is if she can beat Jade for that title, and then you know somebody will beat her, probably pretty yeah. quickly. Well, I would imagine if if it depends on the direction, but if let's say for example Jade unifies the titles, if she unifies the titles and Velvet wins it, it's probably going to be either Britt Baker or one of the other bigger bigger higher profile names to beat her for the belt. That's just my thought on it. But what's that? I don't know if they'll unify the titles. I mean, personally, I feel like they don't have a choice. I don't think their women's division is being... I don't think it makes sense to have two different women's titles. Three if you count the Ring of Honor one. Mm, yeah, but that's only been defended like what? Once? Twice? Uh, once, I think, on Dynamite or Rampage, I think. Or at a Battle of the Belts. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but look, we are headed up against it. We're running out of time here. Catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. Catch up with myself at Stan Grubb. And like I said, C2CRadioShow.com. For all your corner-to-corner needs, definitely appreciate you. Um, We have heard your responses, by the way, as far as Podbean and otherwise, and I can confirm we are looking at either finding a different way to make sure our live podcasts don't get cut off or find a way to have it so it's a little bit more consistent. But either way, we will keep you informed. Stay tuned, as they say, to the website, c2cradioshow.com. Brian, before they finally cut us off, any final thoughts? I'm not worried about them. And they can't cut me off. <laughs> Unfortunately, sir, they can't. <laughs> they proved it last week when we were in the middle of a chat. <laughs> ah!
Ow! No, no, I'm talking about the fans. The fans can't cut me off. Oh, uh, the fans can't catch you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The FCC may not they let can. you be, but the fans can't catch you. That's right. Have a great night, Suck everybody. It. Thanks again. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I said it. Oh well. There. Haha, turn it there. off. There. Uh, now comes the best part of the show after the show. For a minute. The after the show. For two. <laughs> until they until they cut us off. <laughs> oh fucking tired. Yeah, me too. Um, you want to hear something stupid? So I was trying to find the remote and I leaned over the arm of the couch because it was on the floor and I was stretching to reach it and I felt something pop right under right under uh, my my armpit, like right around one of my ribs. I swear you I think I, I don't know. I think I either pulled a muscle or broke a rib. But it's been like this for two weeks. It hurt so bad. Huh? Yeah. You didn't pull a hammy. That's in your leg. Right, right, right. I pulled a muscle, not a hammy. Yeah, yeah. Because I was it like, you pulled a hammy, you said, yeah, I think so, or broke a rib. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever the muscle has. It just hurts. I just, I just need the flash, too, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Did, did they have the battery uh, left? Nice. One. I got lucky. So... Well, if I find the flash, I will get two of them and get one for you and one for me. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I did all the. I got all the little page punchers. I said I got the little page punchers. So I just need the flash. I have uh, found Eddie Kingston. In Christian Cage, I saw a Thunder Rosa, and I saw the Adam Page Walmart exclusive. Yeah, I've seen that. I had, I've had my hands on it, but I just put it back. Yeah, me too. Well, I'm trying to find another punk for you, but uh, I'm trying to. Think. I think I did see Eddie. But in my mind, like the wave was so far out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I kind of lost track of what the waves are. But in my mind, it was like uh, he should already have this because it's got to be waves old. The way we well, Kiana surprised me a couple a couple weekends ago and brought home Eddie and uh, Christian. She's like, "Hey, I, they didn't have Thunder Rosa, but look what I found!" It's like, "Oh, cool." So. Yeah, because right now the what's that? You haven't seen what? Oh, any more numbered ones? Yeah. I wish I could find a damn chase figure, just one, just so I could say I did. I mean, I got fucking lucky as hell with that MJF. Yeah, you sure did. I must have just walked right after they put it out or something. No, but. Goddamn, Ollie's has been getting a fuck on him.
Have you seen him at yours? No, I haven't been in lately, but uh, I need to start going on a regular basis. My wife won't let me because they got like uh, those old, like five packs of comics. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I bought some of them. Yeah. Let me you go broke on those. I bought a few. I got uh, some really old flashes out of them, but that was about it. Oh, that's cool. Not too crazy. Yeah. And then they had a bunch of like X Men number ones and. I already have them, so I only bought like them from for the, the flashes. Like ninety-two. Yeah, that Jim Lee X Men yeah. number one that was like the greatest selling com- or the biggest selling comic book of all times because there were like six covers and five of them were interconnecting, and then the one was had the whole all the covers, and then again it's all number one, so everybody was buying. Five fucking issues of the number one. So I think right about now I have. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.